June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Done deal? The Queen agrees to let Meghan and Harry start new lives in North America. And the hot Mike Harry moment. What he told the head of Disney. It's a very embarrassing moment. And exclusive. What Princess Diana's butler is saying about Megxit. Then... Let me in. The creeps who tried to lure this kid into their car. He defended himself with rocks. And it's an epidemic. School shooting sprees that take place after class. Plus, fitness guru Jillian Michaels doubles down over what she said about Lizzo. I did say that, and I, I meant it. I meant every word. Then, beauty queen busted. Did she rip off her elderly mother to finance a life of luxury? Did you really steal from your mom? And humiliated on a roller coaster because she was too big? I had to unboard the ride in front of everybody. Now she's getting her revenge. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Diane McInerney, and today for Deborah, the Royal Summit Showdown is over. Today, Prince Harry came face to face with the royal family while Meghan joined via video phone from Canada as they worked out the details of their new roles. The Queen says it was constructive and supportive, but what was it really like? Meghan Alexander has the story. The Queen has agreed to let Meghan and Harry quit the royal family and move to North America. The deal between the Queen, Prince Charles, William, Harry and Meghan was thrashed out in this room, known as the Long Library, at the Queen's country home outside London. Meghan joined in via video conference from 5,000 miles away in Canada. After the showdown, Elizabeth issued a poignant personal statement from Her Majesty the Queen. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family, although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family. CBS News correspondent Charlie Dagada spoke to Inside Edition from outside the estate where the royals met. Well, the atmosphere here at Sandringham is intense because this is an emergency crisis summit. This is something where the Queen has beckoned the top four people who are involved in this. And she wants this cleared up in a matter of days, not weeks, not months. The British newspapers all agree it's Meghan who's the driving force behind the extraordinary drama. One friend says Meghan told her that her brief life as a royal was, quote, not working for me. Meghan is reportedly committed to living in North America, where she and Harry can build their own empire. This hot mic moment may give a clue about how Meghan hopes to become, in their words, financially independent. 
At the premiere of The Lion King in London last July, Harry hit up Disney CEO Bob Iger for some voiceover work for Meghan, while she schmoozed with Beyonce and Jay-Z. Harry is completely bewitched by his wife. He's only been married for less than two years, madly in love with her, and basically debased himself by going up to the head of Disney and saying to him, you should give my wife a job. Others allege that racism is at the root of Meghan's unhappiness. Black Britons know why Meghan Markle wants out. It's the racism goes this New York Times op-ed piece written today by a college professor. You see racism in everything. TV personality Piers Morgan took her to task. There have been discussions about her exotic DNA. Her newborn baby Is her DNA not exotic by royal standards? She was the first mixed-race person to ever enter the royal family. Why is the word exotic? Why do you take exception to the word exotic? Because it others her. Appearing on CBS This Morning, Prince Harry's biographer had this to say about claims of racism. The British were thrilled about her marrying into the royal family, and they were thrilled because she was mixed race. She says marriage to Meghan has changed Harry. Harry is, was a very cheerful, um, happy, happy man, always laughing, always joking, always taking the, the mickey out of someone. That cheerful, charming man seems to have disappeared. Megan's mother, Doria, finds herself under siege outside her home in Los Angeles. She confronted one photographer. You're stalking me. I don't feel safe. You record that and what? I'm about to call the sheriff. Well, what's on going you, on? On you. And a little later in the broadcast, we'll find out what the butler knows as I speak with Princess Diana's former confidant, Paul Burrell, for his take on the royal drama. Every 40 seconds, a child goes missing in America, and this 10-year-old boy could have been one of them if he didn't know what to do after some men offered him candy to get in their car. As our Stephen Fabian reports, when his front door was locked, he made sure to make lots of noise to raise the alarm. This kid senses stranger danger. There are two men in that car, and he says they've just offered him candy and invited him to climb in. The 10-year-old knows something is wrong. He goes to open his front door, but it's locked. Imagine how scared you'd be in his shoes. He screams at the creeps in the car and picks up rocks to throw at them. I was terrified. Graydon Dowlin told me he was walking home from his basketball coach's house outside Salt Lake City at about 6 p.m. when the car pulled up. After yelling and grabbing the rocks, Graydon ran to a neighbor's house. You can see the car following him. What were they trying to do, do you think? Kidnap me. Graydon's parents, Kristen and Dave, are proud of the way their son responded to his brush with danger. You know, he's a smart kid and he's a fighter. And Graydon's parents say that from now on, they are implementing a buddy system so he is never walking home alone again. Meantime, they filed a police report and authorities are now looking for the men who were said to be described as in their 30s or 40s and they were riding in a white four-door sedan. We know how often mass shootings happen while classes are in sessions at schools around the country. But now there's a growing epidemic of shooting sprees at after-school events. Arales Trent has details. 
chaos at a high school basketball game as shots ring out. The players and spectators run for their lives. It happened over the weekend in Dallas, and unfortunately, scenes like this are becoming commonplace across the USA at school sporting events. In Alabama. And New Jersey. In some cases, the great tradition of the Friday night lights game is turning into a Friday nightmare. We all know about the terrible school shootings. But after school sports events are considered even more vulnerable because there are seldom metal detectors. In fact, security is pretty much non-existent. Anyone can buy a ticket and take a seat. Now these sporting events are becoming targets for violence. 108 incidents of gunfire at school sporting events have been reported since 2013. According to the New York Times, 19 victims have been killed and more than 100 wounded. The Times calls it an overlooked epidemic. Inside Edition security expert Steve Cardian says you should always be on the lookout for trouble brewing. Scan, look around you. Just if you see like a group that looks out of place, that looks like they may be some trouble brewing, stay away from them. If you're somewhere right next to you, if it starts, somebody start arguing, get up and leave. Remove yourself from the area. In Dallas, the players, coaches, and a referee ducked for cover on the sidelines. In Alabama, several students lay flat in the bleachers. But that's not always the best method of protecting yourself. Go the opposite way. If you can hear the gunfire, you can be shot. Know where your closest exit is. Try and go away from the shooter. Don't run between the shooter and the exit. The New York Times also found that typically after-school shootings are not planned beforehand and are usually sparked by a dispute between two people. In other news, Jennifer Lopez's fans are calling for justice for J-Lo today after she was snubbed when the Oscar nominations were announced. It certainly isn't the award season she was hoping for. Jennifer Lopez looked amazing in a form-fitting satin gown at last night's Critics' Choice Awards, but woke up this morning to disappointing news. She was snubbed by the Oscars for her role in Hustlers. Given all the attention she's gotten, how well she's campaigned, how well she's liked, and that people really thought this was a really great dramatic turn for her, I think it's a snub. Charlize Theron and Margot Robbie were both nominated for Bombshell. And Scarlett Johansson scored two nominations for Best Actress in Marriage Story and Supporting Actress in Jojo Rabbit. Two nominations. This has only happened a handful of times in Oscar history. Nobody has ever won when they were nominated twice for both categories. Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Brad Pitt is considered the frontrunner for Best Supporting Actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Last yeah. night, he won the Critics' Choice Award. Brad Pitt. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Zendaya wore a two-piece magenta ensemble with a sculpted shiny top. Anne Hathaway dazzled in a sparkly gold Versace gown with a plunging neck. And Lupita Nyong'o showed off a dramatic updo with a brown leather accented gown. And now it's on to the Oscars, which will be handed out February 9th. Joker is the most nominated film. It is up for 11 awards. Now, this woman felt ashamed and humiliated when she couldn't fit on a ride at a popular theme park. Now she's having her roller coaster revenge. It was supposed to be a fun vacation at Universal Studios in Orlando. And more than anything, Chelsea Bishop wanted to ride the Revenge of the Mummy roller coaster. 
But as soon as Chelsea boarded, she says she was humiliated because she couldn't fit. I was too big for the harness to latch. So I had to unboard the ride in front of everybody, and it was mortifying. That was two years ago when Chelsea tipped the scales at 340 pounds. These were my size 28 jeans. Now she's a size 12. I did it! Chelsea says she went on the keto diet, eliminating sugar, cutting back on carbs, and eating more of these seemingly fattening dishes that are loaded with protein. For breakfast, bacon, ham, sausage, and cheese omelet, no toast. For lunch, Caesar salad, grilled chicken, no croutons. Dinner, cheeseburger without the buns, no fries. Now Chelsea is getting her sweet revenge with her boyfriend, Michael Kramer. It's a redo of that mortifying day when she couldn't ride the roller coaster. Will Chelsea fit on the roller coaster here at Arizona's Castles and Coasters? I am so excited. I can't wait to see if the harness fits over my body. It's the moment of truth. It fits! Woo! What a thrill. After losing 160 pounds, Chelsea says she's never felt better. That was awesome! Wow, way to go, Chelsea. You look great. He was once Princess Diana's most trusted confidant. Now her former butler, Paul Burrell, is carefully watching the drama play out involving Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. He told me what he thinks is happening behind palace doors. Actually, they're following in Princess Diana's footsteps. Princess Diana's butler and confidant says before her tragic death, Diana planned to break free from the royals and move to North America. I remember she set out in her sitting room the plans of a home in Malibu, California, the former home of Julie Andrews. And she said to me, I'm buying this house. I'm buying this house to give William and Harry a new perspective on, on life. I spoke to Paul Burrell today. What do you think Diana would say? She would embrace Meghan and Harry and tell them, do your thing. Do what makes you happy. Who do you believe is mostly behind this decision, Meghan or Harry? I think it's a joint decision. I think the two of them have sat down and thought what is best for us and our family. But Burrell says Princess Diana would be heartbroken by the rift between her sons, William and Harry. At the time of her death, they were cemented together and it would be impossible to prize them apart. She would say to them, boys, put all differences apart for me. He also says Diana feared that Harry would suffer living in the shadow of his older brother, the future king of England. Harry was always known as the spare. So what job does the spare have? Burrell believes if Diana was alive today, she'd be rooting for Harry to put his relationship with Meghan before the royal family. Diana would be so proud of Harry. He's made a jump, an almighty jump, and he's doing it for love. And join us tomorrow as we journey to the Canadian mansion where Meghan has been hiding out with baby Archie while the royal drama plays out. And we'll be right back with much more Inside Edition right after this. Next, beauty queen busted. Did she rip off her elderly mother to finance a life of luxury? Did you really steal from your mom? Plus, fitness guru Jillian Michaels doubles down over what she said about Lizzo. I did say that and I, I meant it. I meant every word. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. She took home the crown as Mrs. Florida. Now she's pled guilty to stealing her mother's Social Security checks. And according to investigators, spent it on her lavish lifestyle. Now she's speaking with our Megan Alexander saying, we don't know the whole story. 
This beauty pageant winner is about to trade her evening gown for a prison jumpsuit after prosecutors say she stole her mother's social security checks to fund a lavish lifestyle. Karen Turk was crowned Mrs. Florida 2016. She's also a conservative commentator and big-time supporter of President Trump. Prosecutors charged Turk with stealing $46,000 in Social Security checks from her 83-year-old mother, who was battling Alzheimer's. Turk is accused of using the money to go on shopping sprees. She also hired a nanny to watch her six children. I in no way was using my mother's money to furnish some sort of lavish lifestyle. Turk pleaded guilty to Mr misdemeanor social security fraud. She was sentenced to one month in prison, followed by five months of house arrest. Karen, if you didn't do this, then why did you plead guilty? I was advised by my lawyers that that was in my best interest, and I did that. And I did feel by doing that that it was going to allow me to move forward. And unfortunately, in the process, I've now been strung up in the media to look like somebody that I truly am not. The Social Security checks were supposed to pay the nursing home where her mom lived. But Turk says she refused to pay the nursing home bills because, she says, the facility neglected her mother. My mother died under horrific conditions at the hands of a nursing home. She died of signs of severe neglect with bed sores all over her body in a condition that no one should have to live through. So, Karen, where is the money then? The money's all been returned to the government. I made full restitution for every dollar that they had in question. Knowing what I know now, I would have done things very differently. Turk says that she used the money to pay for private nurses to take care of her mother around the clock, and she plans to appeal. Our calls to the nursing home for comment were not returned. And when we come back, personal trainer Jillian Michaels doubles down on her controversial comments on singer Lizzo. Now, Jillian Michaels is sticking to her comments about Lizzo. Jillian Michaels is doubling down. I meant it. I meant every word. I don't celebrate anyone being overweight. The famed personal trainer caused a firestorm last week after making these comments about the singer Lizzo. Why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? That's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Michaels became a household name as the tough-talking trainer on The Biggest Loser, and the online reaction against her was swift and intense. What do you say to these people who call you a fat shamer? I would say this. Number one, I was an overweight kid. So think of me as though we're in AA, right? And I'm the person that's been sober 20 years. I'm going to be your best sponsor because I understand this thing from every angle. Lizzo, who's known for her body positivity, indirectly addressed the controversy today on Australian TV. Because I'm making music to make us better, to make us smile, to make you love yourself. And I think that children need that more than anything so that they can teach the next generation how to love themselves. Michael says she hopes to continue pushing good health with her app, My Fitness by Jillian Michaels. My job is to say, this is the information. This information is backed by science. By the way, she says she's a big fan of Lizzo as a singer. I truly regret that she became the example of this argument regarding body positivity and health and where the two intersect. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It still doesn't change my position on the issue. And when we come back, watching the wedding or football? Finally, for you, keep your eyes on the game. <laughs>
It's the traditional first dance between the groom and his mom. Notice all the wedding guests giving them their undivided attention. But not this guy. Sean Roth is watching the football playoffs. If anybody was watching a football game during my mother's son dance, I would have not been upset at all. He's getting slammed online. People calling him rude and worse. His wife says it's par for the course. Am I annoyed? Sure, but I'm used to it. And that is Inside Edition for today. We'll see you right back here next time. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Always on the go, now you can take CBS Mornings with you. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews with today's leading figures in politics, business, and entertainment in the CBS Mornings on the Go podcast. It's available every weekday wherever you get your podcasts.